0: me you pretend like you moved on
1: but you're actually just obsessed with death
0: what are you gonna do when michael comes back for you because he is coming but this time something feels different he's more dangerous what you gonna do what you gonna do when michael comes for you likely scream my head off <clears throat> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast, where age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms. I'm Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com.
1: And I am Kimberly Amato, and I came in too early there. <laughs> and you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ForeverFanPod, same handle, three
0: socials. We are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. And I know this
1: is continuing a wee Past Halloween to cover one final film for the spooky
0: season. Halloween ends. You just love the spooky season. I do. I love the horror films. Yes, but I, I thank goodness it's almost over. <laughs> it's anyway, <spooky>. as <laughs> always. So, well, wait. technically, I'm not making you watch anything. This is just airing. <laughs> well, just I, st- I still, I still watched it. This anyway, is true. Um, as always, spoilers are ahead. So if you have not seen Halloween ends. Please be aware that you will get spoiled if you listen past the banter. So pause us, watch the film, and then come back to listen to our discussion. Okay, well, like you said, by the time this drops, it will be officially November.
1: Yeah, and as a Met fan, we're still pondering what could have been, but for now we're going to have to look forward to what next year brings, because there's
0: always next year. Yes, there is always next year, and in the meantime, football season is in full swing. I'm a Dolphins fan. Oh, right. Anyway, so uh, let's just jump right into yeah. a review of the film. <laughs> Halloween <laughs> ends. Man,
1: she's just <laughs> you're just picking on me today. I am not. I love you. Oh, you are totally picking on me. So here's going to be a summary from Google, and I'm I'm not doing a silly voice for this one. Okay. Four years after her last encounter with masked killer Michael Myers, Laurie Strode is living with her granddaughter and trying to finish her memoir. Myers hasn't been seen since and Laurie finally decides to liberate herself from rage and fear and embrace life. However, when a young man stands accused of murdering a boy that he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that forces Laurie to confront the
0: evil that she can't control. Yeah, and so that pretty much sums it up. I mean, (laughs) the only additional piece of information that I want to add is that Michael Myers is quote, passing on his murderous impulses to Corey um, like a la Smile. So Corey has been dating Lori's granddaughter, Allison and Allison accuses her grandmother of being stuck in the past and she chooses to be with Corey until she realizes that Corey has actually been taken over by Michael and then comes back and helps her grandmother finally beat Michael and they take Michael's body and puts it in a grinder to ensure that he's really, truly, fully dead. Ultimately, Allison leaves Haddonfield. Is that the right mm-hmm. place? Okay, Haddonfield to start her life away from her past. And Laurie starts to think about what a cherry blossom future with Mike or Mike Frank might look like. I don't think Michael's invited to the <laughs> cherry
1: blossoms.
0: <laughs> no, that's wrong. Wait, I have <laughs> confused them because they were so so intertwined. Really. <laughs> Oh, they so, are the story. Here comes Michael. <laughs> I mean, look, th- they are the story after all. They are Not- supposed to be the story <laughs> after all,
1: but you know, we'll, hey. uh, we'll get to that. All right. Um, so I'm just going to say it is an absolute pleasure to always have Jamie Lee Curtis on the screen. Um, her, it was one of the first horror films I ever saw. And, Uh, Laurie Strode's characters has always had a sentimental and nostalgic place in my heart Mm -hmm. and seeing um, her come back and and, you know there's such an established career and he's coming back to doing horror some people could look at it negatively and I just went oh my god thank you I know that you know there's a lot of people that don't like the last two films Um, I just love Jamie Lee Curtis so You know, I'm I'm thankful that we got this trilogy with her in that character of Laurie Strode. Mm.
0: I mean, I didn't realize that you know this was this is basically 40 years in the making. So to have Jamie Lee Curtis be in all of the films is you know aside from the story, she that was that's an incredible feat. Yeah, four decades. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, and we've we've spoken about Jamie Lee Curtis before in everything, everywhere, all at once. such a good movie, exactly. And extraordinarily talented woman and and such a you know, when on screen doesn't matter what she's in. and you know, we have discussed and and i'm I do uh, fangirl out about a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, this for me, was such a nostalgic role mm-hmm. and it would it would be like seeing Sir Gourney Weaver come back and do Ripley, you know, in alien in alien. Mm-hmm. and it's just it's that kind of thing for me. So. I was going to see it, whether it was good or not, and I absolutely appreciate and love uh, the fact that she did do this and gave us this trilogy. Yeah,
0: I yeah, the the thing with the movie itself, you know, aside from Jamie Lee Curtis, one of the one of the questions that I asked you is why can't Michael die, right? And I think mm-hmm. we talked about this in the past. We too. I think
1: we spoke about it in, during Halloween Kills.
0: Yeah, um, and you know, you you were basically explaining that. Evil can take any kind of shape, it's all around us. So yeah, it, it never really dies. yeah, evil is is insidious,
1: infectious, just like in Smile and all these other horror films that we've seen, you know, if you really look at evil, it can be transferred. it can be manifested in so many things. And one of the things the film gets right, is showing that even without Michael there, every Halloween,
0: there's chaos. And, and if you look Something at, happens. Something
1: yeah. happens. And its I think it's a little more
0: exaggerated in this town. Maybe Haddonfield is like on top of a hell mouth. And then they need Buffy. <laughs> Sorry. Had to throw that in. Like, huh. Well, it always happens in this one place. Why? Mm. 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 There's a nexus of evil? Mm. Well, or, you know, maybe Adriel is there and we need to call the
1: warrior nun? <laughs> We're totally mixing genres here. (laughs) I I know. Um, But uh, evil is everywhere. You can't kill something that you cannot see. Mm. And evil, true darkness, evil, and I'm not talking misguided, I'm talking Mike Myers, evil is insidious, and you will never,
0: ever root that out. Well, you can combat it by having education and teaching people how to find out the truth, because the truth will always come out it just might take its time but it'll always be there
1: it's never going to go away just like you know the thing is you can't if, yeah, if evil it, is gone the there's N- no goodness the right yeah so I, and that the film does that well it does tell you that no matter what is is outside your door there's always going to be a smattering of good and evil there's always going to be for every radio dj who turns around and says i'm going to say what i want and do what i want which was really and truly indicative of specific news media organizations who just basically put whatever they want on television under the guise of an opinion show, um, to then have the opposite side where you do have Allison who really is living with a bad rap and a bad um, history that is kind of shading how everybody views her. And she's just trying to do her best and further her career and, and be kind to people and even is kind to Corey because she's been there and she understands what he's going through, and she kind of likes him. Mm. So you know, for every there there is for every one, there's another. You know, there's a there's a balance, and the, the movie does that well
0: enough to show you there's a balance. Um, so since this is a horror film, yeah, taking us back to um, that point, um, it wouldn't be a horror film without a lot of death. For me, the 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 scene that was just quite oh, it, it was disturbingly horrific for me was the junk uh the junkyard scene where the the kids got killed mutilated by Corey in the scarecrow. Yeah, I I that was just oh my god. I I was I was cringing in my seat watching it. It was just oh. And you know what's Ooh. funny to me that was like out of all of them that
1: felt the most mundane because it was you saw the least. Maybe that's why
0: I was just taken aback by it because it's just oh. To, I don't know what it was it, maybe because they were kids forgive me in, in, in
1: kind of saying that in, in movie world they deserved it and they got what they deserved all of them even the one that was like
0: but don't do it yeah but That's, you still didn't do anything to stop it it's a sister and I I felt bad for her because I think that she was trying to do the right thing she just wasn't but it shows Strong enough it shows that when you follow people, you
1: have to find a way to stand up on your own and mm-hmm. and that's gonna unfortunately <laughs> we're gonna have to put a pin in that one. Um, but for me and, and it's and I kind of touched on this it really is Halloween uh, kills its predecessor and Halloween ends really felt like they were mirrors to the current state of society built on fear-mongering, mob rule, Pointing blame, not asking for context or validity into what people say. But this film, Halloween Ends, it felt like evil spread through Halloween, even without Myers, because it it spreads like a cancer, a disease, right? Fear, hate, distrust, all those darker emotions. They kind of prey on people and it, it does make people want to protect themselves and defend themselves. And we saw that. And it does show that we need to kind of fight our fears and look for the truth. And, and that's kind of where Laurie Strode comes in because she seems to be writing this memoir, looking for the truth and not so much like other people blame her. You know, it's, it's constantly being said, well, you went after him, you provoked him, you're you were the reason this this, you brought us. this. Yeah. So she's to blame for everything, which we've seen happen in modern day. Everybody points a finger and says, this person's bad. Vote for this person. You know, because it's it.
0: easier to find a scapegoat.
1: It used to be called just mudslinging. And it was like, oh, so-and-so had an affair. And now it's like, they're going to destroy you and take your money and raise your taxes and kill you and your family. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing Lori go through her memoir and really try to get to the truth of the matter, you even see her deleting what she says, because it sounds, it's not exactly right. It sounds too, too out for what she's saying. You know, we have to let it in. But are we letting it in? And she's like, we let it inside. It doesn't matter that it's in us. It's inside. It's in our circle. It's in our family.
0: Well, she also, she was defining what it is. And it is evil
1: she wasn't letting it be vague. She was being very concise Mm -hmm. and she was using her experience to say, you know, this is me. This is what it is. This is how it is. And phrased it in a way where you knew it was her opinion, but it was her livelihood and her survival story. And all she was doing was putting it out there to hope to help other people. And that was an interesting way to twist it. And then to say at the end, I think she mentions... That, you know, evil's always there. We can't really stop it. It just changes shape and that'll never go away. And she can only live with it. And those people who will blame her for things that are out of her control, she can only live with it. And she can only process it. And she can only take it every day, like one day at a time. And the film really does, if you really look at it as a mirror, it's showing what we need to do today. We can't face everything all at once. We have to take one day at a time. We have to process what comes in. Mm-hmm. We have to see where the truth is. And then we need to move on to the next day and then face what comes up that day.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's part of the thing that I appreciated. And I didn't really realize that until you you were saying something just now, that writing it down, like journaling, was mm-hmm. actually helping her you know, reflect and, and digest and try to get through it. Yeah, there are many different ways of trying to to work through trauma. Yeah. So
1: and I apologize for my little tangentialness there. I might not have made sense. And and I hope I I did. But that's the one thing I think the film got right. Mm. And I think that's all I got right.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. But uh, this is going to
1: be the Kimmy show
0: again. Is there anything else that's that's good that you think? Um, no, we can delve into the bad because I know you're dying too.
1: No, I'm really, you know, I'm really not because I really, 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 I really, 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 really wanted to like you. Ah, uh, yeah, yay. Yeah. Um, so considering I just spoke about the mirror of society. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's where I didn't like it. It's a mirror for society, but it's also a poorly held one. You know, Laurie Strode is the mirror. Michael Myers is... Is the evil that is pervasive infection in society. The the film needed to pit them against one another more often than not and have Laurie win. They needed to show more good versus evil and how, you know, evil can win battle after battle after battle, but good will win the war. And they didn't they always show that. You know, you always see Michael Myers is the insidious infection, and all of a sudden somebody comes in and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It it didn't <sighs> We basically learned that if Michael Myers dies, the evil will transfer and it'll be even worse, that it becomes more powerful as it kills. And so in essence, in essence, is it? In essence? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) in essence, the film also kind of took that positive message about take it one day at a time, listen to what you're going through, process what you're going through, and you'll be able to get through the evil and through the the mess of all of these voices screaming at you, Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to get to the other side. And instead, the way they presented it is also saying, if Michael Myers dies, the evil is going to be transferred, it's going to heal itself, it's going to be just as bad, and then you're never going to win it's it's always going to be there in even worse you know perception of evil and it's going to keep reinventing itself and it's going to keep healing itself and it's going to be more pervasive and eventually it's going to overwhelm you like she even says just do it at the end where he's strangling or
0: just do it just do it it's like she's giving up but i mean oh well one of, the, one of the takeaways that I had was that Corey was a poor substitute for Michael. I mean... Well, but we all know that. It's Michael Myers' movie. I, I understand that. I'm just saying that part of that is also showing that even though he was trying to transfer it, no one is going to be Michael Myers.
1: But the, still, the message of, of them not being pitted against each other and Lori who has been going through all of this, like I think even Allison says, with therapy and all the mm-hmm. stuff, she had dealt with everything. Yeah. She had gotten to a place. And then you kind of just leave
0: Lori dangling.
1: And, 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 and Laurie
0: he, was actually, you know, living her life for the last four years. Yeah,
1: and she's the one who even figures out that Corey is now changed mm-hmm. and has his eyes have changed and his personality and the way he is has changed. So even she is using day by day what she needs to. So you've got this great message, but you don't actually have her facing Michael Myers. She's facing Corey, who isn't mm. really the true evil. So you're telling me that, okay, so he's got scout soldiers and okay, that. Good versus evil and mirror justice, and blah, 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 blah. But they're not facing each other. So really, you're telling me that she's never going to ever get away from this evil. It is always going to be there. It is always going to come for her. And in a sense, the the message you're trying to tell me that you sort of do really well. You're then later on telling me, nope, sorry, just kidding. There's no hope at all.
0: Mm. As you were talking, I was actually thinking about the fact that you know Corey. He was being picked on. He he got labeled um, a, a child killer yeah. because because of an accident. And the way they depicted him getting strength is through killing, through following Michael Myers. Yeah, and that that's and, and that's, that's bothersome. Yeah, that 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 is rather. I don't know if that's something that they meant to have in there, but it's not the right message to send.
1: No, because you know what? You can find strength in your family, in your friends, in, in therapy as you go through the trauma that you're processing. You know, you don't become stronger because you become evil and, and, and a villain.
0: Mm-hmm. In
1: fact, in my opinion, you become weaker. You know, so that, that was off-putting, that mm-hmm. all of a sudden he could stand up for himself. I didn't like that at all. But again, this is where we say they've got this grave foundation for themes, but they all just kind of were off. Yeah, you'd like you'd start great, but you'd finish. Eh. Yeah, um, and I don't like that they were focused more on Corey and his becoming evil more than Laurie and her defeat of evil. I really don't like that.
0: Right. That that was one of the uh, what's the right word here? I I guess I was confused with that. Because the trailer
1: tells you one thing, and then the film is something different. And
0: the fact that this is Halloween, it's the final, it's the final installment. It's It's, the final
1: showdown. Yes.
0: I I was expecting a showdown. Yeah. And... I mean, we got sort of one. Yeah, but the, the... the, the first half of the film was about Corey. And yeah. I, I was confused by, okay, where are they going with this? Like you said, the execution was just poor because it, it took a while to get there and then they didn't have enough time to like really delve into what the story should have been.
1: I think if they were going to do something with the transferring of evil and making Corey be like the scarecrow killer, they could have set it up to be like a spinoff mm-hmm. where you see at the end that maybe Corey kills somebody and then he grabs the mask and he puts the mask on and it's like maybe a trailer or a, a, an after credit scene letting him know that the evil has splintered and it's going into its own thing. Mm. But yeah, the, the other thing for me that didn't work was the ending. It does make sense for me that the whole town needed to see Michael Myers is dead.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, because like like
1: a- Frank said... He's dead, but not dead enough, because he's a legend at this point. However, if you then put him through the grinder, it doesn't undo the the essence of evil. So basically, again, now you've lost your evil can change shape and go on by saying we've just killed him, he's never coming back, he's evil. But evil can change shape. That's what you had Corey for. So evil is still there, so... What are you trying to say? Because now people have seen him. The whole town apparently watched a body go through a grinder, which you know, creepy, right there. But now you're saying that he is dead. They're like not complicit. They're gonna uh, complacent complacent in what's going to happen going forward. They're going to be oblivious to any of the evil. They're not going to know to read, research, go through, and understand what they're seeing and live each day by each day. And then what if the evil comes back? Because we know this has already said it's coming back, that it changes shape and form, and it goes to someone else. So, you know... Yeah. It's very confusing. I guess...
0: And again, I, I am not as invested in these movies as you are, but I guess that was the way of showing that, okay, it really is the last in the... Laurie Strode trilogy? Yeah. I...
1: I think there could have been a better way to do it.
0: Well, maybe it's the... It is destroying the concentration of evil, and so now it's diluted and out in the world so that you can handle it better. So if uh-huh. it's
1: diluted and out into the world, we have more Corys walking around?
0: Uh, maybe. Uh, look, I am I
1: am drawing straws. <laughs> I'm, for For a Halloween film, for me, I know... Look, horror films, I understand. We do go by slice and dice and gore we don't look for like um, a smile-esque really deep storyline and the last this trilogy to me had a deeper storyline and it was interesting but it just it tried too hard i mean you've got jamie lee Curtis. come on <laughs> man I want to see Lori slicing and dicing Michael Myers constantly. Th- I want them to see each other. I want Eve, like, I want it to be a slow descent into her. Oh, my God, he's back. All they had to do, she's like, in the trailer, I swear I saw him staring at me. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be standing right by the bush again and watching her. Instead, it's Corey. I'm not afraid of Corey. I feel sad for Corey. Thank you. You feel bad for him. And then you you feel sad that he became this you know, evil thing because he needed evil to stand up. I just oh it the
0: themes are there. They were right there. Just kinda of missed it. Just a bit outside. <laughs> anyway, okay. Oh. Uh any other bad dear?
1: I really, really wanted to like this.
0: <laughs> that is foreshadowing for what the rating is gonna be, but You know what? You know <laughs> what? When
1: I saw the trailer I should have gone <laughs>
0: Aye, aye, aye. I should have. I should have. Okay. Anyway. So let us go on to the cute. And since this week is another horror film. <laughs> there aren't a lot of cute here. Although I think the grocery store scene where Lori <laughs> runs into Frank and she says, I like your face. And then you I like know, your face too. Stumbles to try to correct herself. It's the idea that Lori has has lived this horrific life. For so long that she needs to learn how to just enjoy these, the lighter, happier things in life. Yeah, I mean, that was adorable. I just can't understand why people were very disappointed. Um, yes, you've, you've said that on more than one occasion. Really? <laughs> no, I don't like you right now. <laughs> All right, so I guess that is our discussion of Halloween ends. It is now time for our Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. We rate Hollywood ends. Hollywood ends? Hollywood ends? I don't think
1: Hollywood's ending. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) If Hollywood ended,
0: we would have no entertainment and then we would have no podcast. Uh, So let's not say Hollywood ends. Yes, let's not say that. Um, We rate Halloween ends. Oh my goodness.
1: It's a long day. It
0: is. Anyway, it is uh, 2.5 stars. And we agree on this rating.
1: I really, 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 really wanted to like you. This Aww. movie just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Tear. Look, if you've listened to our podcast, you know this was a film I was truly looking forward to. And to be honest, I kind of liked Halloween Kills. I know a lot of people didn't. I liked The Mirror of Society. And I I didn't find it to be a woke film. I found it to be a very... Um, Kind of, again, looking in the mirror and seeing where you are currently, kind of film. And I, I like that kind of stuff. But in this one, I felt that they said one thing, did another thing, and it was a lot of back and forth, so much so that the only redeeming factor to me was Jamie Lee Curtis and an attempt at a deeper theme beyond the normal horror film trope. But that being said, the execution is so poor that the story comes off like a lecture rather than an underlying message. Um, I truly believe the message is an important one. That fear and evil can change shape and give you a, give a smile to your face while knifing you in the back. That's what I got out of it. But sadly, it's lost with every installment that that came. You know about. Thankfully, you know Jamie Lee Curtis is an absolute treat and is a true powerhouse as the character of Laurie Strode. And I was grateful that she gave us the opportunity to see her once more.
0: For me, I don't hold the same nostalgia like you. Do. I, I mentioned that I'm yeah. not. I'm not this aficionado of of Halloween, but I will still have to agree that it it was a little confusing. Like I said, because the first half of the film, I really wasn't sure where they were going with it. Um, I was expecting that there was going to be this final epic battle between I Laurie Strode. Showed yes, the baby. and maybe you know, maybe it was the prior to this trilogy reboot. Maybe it was that fire. Or whatever in the house. Eh, Which, maybe. by the way, in the fire in the house, why do you have a secret door that he can hide up on? But
1: that's not, you know, neither here nor there.
0: Anyway, it turned into something that it I was not expecting. And so until like the second half of the film, I was really confused. And so that's why I was like, oh, okay. I could have just watched like the last hour of it and then I would be fine. Did you see the trailer before watching it with me on Peacock? Um, No, I did not.
1: Okay, because the trailer did make it look like it really was. And at least it felt like it really was a showdown between Lori and Michael. So I feel very cheated. You know what?
0: I'm sorry. I might have seen it because you, I, you must've showed it to me then.
1: Yeah. Cause 'Cause the trailer presented it as one thing
0: and And I think that's completely different. Yeah. So that's probably why, and forgive me, my, my brain is Swiss cheese right now. Um, with everything that's going on with work, but, um, I think that you did. That's why I had this expectation that it was going to be like some kind of epic battle.
1: You know how I feel about this movie? Mm. Oh my goodness. It's true, though. Mm. But anyway, that is going to be our show for today, folks. Unless my lovely wife has anything further to add. Mm-mm. No, we're good. Okay, so uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, was there anything that we missed that you liked or didn't like about Halloween Kills? You can always leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast or hit us up on any of our social medias. If you're listening to this podcast on your smartphone, please be sure to hit that little subscribe button, leave a review, do all the fun stuff, and uh, let us know what you think, because we do this for our lovely listening audience, because trust
0: me, I don't like to hear myself talk. And until... I am not looking at you. I'm Unto- I am, Yeah. I'm smiling. No, I am not looking. Just smiling. Until next time, stay safe, <laughs> be kind, and remember, human beings can personify evil into a larger than life, unkillable man. But the more terrifying aspect of evil is that it is everywhere, more unkillable than any fictitious creation. Don't don't fall prey to it. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Michael comes for you?